Blog Talk Radio. with us tonight. 
tonight. Tonight we got a great show tonight. Uh, tonight we're ta- tonight's topic we're talking about why are so many good people single. Um, so as always, if you guys any got any questions or comments, give us a call at nine two nine four seven seven two three zero four. I'm gonna say that slower. Nine two nine four seven seven two three zero four, and make sure you press the number one that lets me know you have a question or a comment. We're also gonna talk about we got what's going on in the news, and of course um, we're gonna talk about some investing. So we had several people ask us. Uh, questions about investing, so we're going to talk about that. And then, of course, y'all know we're going to end tonight's show with the fire starter herself, Miss Cicely Victoria of Passion International. So we got a great show lined up. I hope you guys are ready. Um, and, of course, y'all know we got the best indie music in the country. So uh, before we get in here, let me say what's up to my people um, real quick, well, some of them. Um, like I said, Kels and Cuzzo mm-hmm. are in, we're having our Oklahoma City game night tonight. So they're there. They're going to be... Um, broadcasting live from there. So if you are in Oklahoma City, you got until 11 o'clock to get over to the Tower Hotel, to Russell's Tower Hotel. Um, they got game nights, they're playing spades, they're doing all that kind of stuff. So I hope y'all are ready. And then, of course, if you're joining me on live, y'all know if you jump me on the Facebook live feed or on Q's Facebook live feed, put your comments and your questions, and then we'll get them on too. All right. So what's up, Q? How you doing tonight? Miss Shaquilla Willis, hey, hey. Elegance by Design. <laughs> <laughs> I am doing wonderful this evening. I was able to get here on time, actually with a little time to spare before class and get all set up and ready, so I'm good. Happy to be here. Well, we, I'm glad you're here. I'm yeah. glad you is here. So, All right, so what's, uh, you, you, you excited about tonight's show? Oh, yeah, this is a new one for us, the, you know, yeah. going live and going live. So I'm excited. Yeah. We'll see how this works. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. Yep. Y'all know we all we always gonna try something new. So Right, right, good. right. All right, let me say what's up to Kels Johnson. Miss Kelly Johnson of Curvy Kitten. What's up, Kelly? <laughs> hey, what's up? Hey. Hey, hey, good. <laughs> good to have you, good to have you. I know you doing kind of double duty, so you in 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 the game night and you kinda of jumping out so um, yeah, I hope you got your good your good curvy kitten track suit on tonight because I know you're gonna be you gonna be tired. <laughs> so Yeah. I'll be running That's back cool. and forth. Yes. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. We glad you're here. We got a good show and of course y'all I couldn't we couldn't do this show without you. So and yeah, for those who are listening again, because it will be on later on, he's entertaining right now. So um y'all pray for him because he don't like to talk in front of people and so we kinda making them talk in front of people tonight. So, um, y'all send one up for your boy, all right? Yep. <clears throat> all right. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into this news. Uh, Q, you gonna take you you gonna take us away tonight? I am. I am going to get on into it. So the first thing that we are going to talk about is um, good old Joel Osteen and what's been going on in Houston. Well, first of all. We want to send our Scoop Nation prayers um, and good positive vibes and blessings to um, to Houston and they're going through in the midst of their hurricane and tropical storm um, devastation that they've got going on right now. We at Next, if you would like to donate, please. Um, Wynn, shoot me the link real quick, or 
or the shoot me the info and I'll share it. But you have the opportunity to donate via Global Drive Network and your Scoop Nation fam. 100% of your donations are being forwarded to um, the the Houston uh, victims and getting them back up on their feet so that we can make a difference and do our part, do a little more than lip service. So um, I'm sure you all know about that, what's been going on, whether you even if you've lived under a rock, you've heard about Houston. So, yeah. um, <laughs> right. So the spinoff of that particular conversation, the catalyst of our first story for the night is Joel Osteen, okay? Um, well, not a catalyst, but you know what I'm trying to say. So Joel Osteen, social media was in an uproar um, because Joel Osteen has a huge church in Houston in the middle of what, you know, in the middle of all the devastation that can house up to, um, that can shelter up to 17,000 people, I believe. And basically, social media went into an uproar as to where Joel and his church um, was as far as their efforts to help the, the victims of the, the hurricane. So they wanted to know why the church wasn't open. People were saying, initially they were stating that he said that the church was flooded out and that that's why they weren't opening, and then people literally walked to the church <laughs> and <laughs> took video and um, pictures of the church and stated that it was not flooded. It, it actually was not flooded and that it was it could have been open. This is, again, spectators saying this. Um, but when you looked at the website, you noticed that the site said that the, the church was inaccessible due to the flood, not necessarily that the church itself had been flooded. So there was a little wordplay happening. Um, it was it was vague sometimes. It was very um, it was a very PR friendly or PR statement. You could tell it was PR had something to do with the statement. So nevertheless, social media was not support. They went in. I know we talked about it. We had an in depth like multiple like three hundred comment posts about this particular situation and what the church, what Joel, what. You know, churches like this should be doing when things like this happen in their neighborhood. So Joel Osteen and his church responded, and they basically um, stated that they were never closed. They never closed down. They were always in some state of help for their community, for their parishioners, you know, for for Houston, that they were not ready to take on that undertaking of actual um providing the shelter, and, because there's a lot that takes. If you're getting ready to bring 17,000 people into your church, that's a huge undertaking. Um, from a perspective, from a care perspective, um, from a money perspective, all of the above. And, you know, we love to count coins of other folks, but we I don't think any of us on a regular level can have an understanding of what the logistics are for launching something like that. So um, that was my that was the background of that. Now, do I think there, you know, do I think that leaders in communities that are served and uh, who profit receive some type, you know, they, they, they should be able to be out here and prominent in our neighborhood? Absolutely. I think that something should be done. Um, I just don't always think that every church broadcasts what they do. And it's, I don't know, I don't have a... I'm not going to go, I'm not coming for Joel and his church in this particular perspective because um, I'm looking at it from the logistics and the fact that he is doing something. Um, and he's doing something now where it's still needed, like just because he didn't do it Friday, in my opinion, now I'm going to get into my, you know, my opinion part of that. But just because it didn't happen Friday doesn't mean that it's still not going to be um, a need met and that there, that shelter will still not be packed because he didn't open it on Monday. So, um 
I think there's a lot of conversation. There will continue to be a lot of conversation surrounding this story, but I would much rather us be moving and mobilizing and getting money there and getting help and resources there as opposed to fussing about this one man not getting there fast enough. Um, but that's my take on it. When have you had a chance to read over this story? Do you have a, an opinion on this one? I, I know, no, I know you have an opinion on this. So just tell <laughs> me what it, yeah, I, what it is you have to say about Mr. Austin. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but brother, first, let me say um, my opinion about Pastor Joel about excuse me about that is first of all I think you guys we have to realize um, everything you read you can't you can't um, on, on one side I say everything you read you can't believe but the other thing I, I think is we also have to remember that when the more prominent our position is, and when I say prominent, I mean public, the more public our position is, the more scrutiny we're going to be under. And so I think, you know, in in that regard, the best thing you can do as a leader is be prepared. Um, so be prepared with the statement and be quick with the statement, you know, because, um, because it's going to come. People are going to have something to say. Um, and whether, you know, whether from their saying they let people in or they had some water, but they had to get that out before they let people in or the, or the streets were surrounded, you know, you kind of have to take control of the narrative before it takes a life of its own. Because if you don't, you know, this is kind of what happens. The other part of it is, um, the flip side of that is, um, is that, like you said, you can't, people just got to remember He's a dude like everybody else, and mm-hmm. I don't, you know, he's a dude like everybody. I, didn't, I really didn't, I didn't think much. I didn't, you know, I, I, let me, no, let me be honest. The initial thought that a pastor in the city of Houston who has that much space and that many people, um, not doing anything or not saying anything, bothered me initially, um, because I believe that we're in a time where we don't get. As a, as, a, as a person of faith, I don't have the opportunity, um, and as a leader in the faith community, I don't have the, the right to get silent when it comes time for people, for the less of them to be serviced. So I don't, I don't have that right. If I can't, I have to do something, whether it's say something, whether it be a figure, whether it be a calm, you know, some, I, have a, I have a responsibility to do something. And so... Um, so again, he's a dude who I think, and 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 I don't know. I'm not there. I don't know anybody connected to Joel Osteen, so I'm I'm speculating like everybody else. But my speculation is is they probably weren't as prepared as they needed to be to respond to something this category. Uh, be that it is may, I don't think the city of Houston was prepared for this level of um uh, of of a storm. And so though I was disappointed in you know that it took a couple of days, I also understand. But he's a dude. He's a man who has a business who, you know, probably wasn't ready or who probably had to get his family together. And then, you know, I don't, we don't know. We don't know any of that. But I just know that he couldn't do it, nothing because it looks bad on the faith community. The other part I'm going to say is, the, the third part I'm going to say is, um, which is where I settled my thoughts. My thoughts finally settled on the fact that I really don't care what Joel Osteen did. Um, and I, I hate to say that. So I really don't care because what Joel Osteen does doesn't affect me and what I do. And so I think people have to move beyond 
talking about what Joel Osteen does because it feels real good to be able to talk about what he didn't do when you don't do anything. And so that's why where I settled on the fact of no matter how I feel, whether I'm upset at what he did, whether I understand what he did, whether he didn't do it or not, it don't matter. All I know is God has given me a level of influence, and so I'm going to use my level of influence to help people as best as I can, which is why why we started the Global Drive <clears throat> Drive to let people know that no matter what however you can give, whether it's $5, 5000 $5 million, whatever, that you can send your donations to GlobalDriveRadio at gmail.com through PayPal, and 100% of your donations are going to go to um, to Houston because I, I I'm not going to take your money. So, um, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's go, it's go, it goes to So I just don't, you know, ultimately it's about less about what he does and more about what I do. And I think if everybody took that perspective, then it'd be a whole lot, you know, it'd be a whole lot less talking. Because anytime something like this happens, everybody got a whole lot to say, but ain't nobody pushing no money to pay. So, yeah. Yep. Put some water in these people's hands. Let's put some clothes in their hands. Let's put some, some diapers on these babies' bottoms. Let's, you know, we gotta, we're going to have to, uh, and since we're on the subject, let me uh, let me just take a little liberty and say that this is going to be a, 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 for us, especially a global job. I've been on the phone with people on the phone and texting people for the last probably 24 hours talking about ways that not just we can help, but how we can partner with other organizations to be, to provide as much um, resources as we can. So I've got organizations right now who are working on putting a website on the, that you can donate to other organizations who are, you know, in all parts of the country that are saying, listen, if Global Drive is doing this, you know, then we want to partner with you guys. And so we'll get money from our people and put that, our money with our money so we can do whatever we can to help whomever needs the money. So, again, you can donate to globaldriveradio at gmail.com. Send it through PayPal, globaldriveradio at gmail.com, whatever it is. Most of us, a lot of us think that if you don't have a lot of money, you can't help. But I'm telling you, if everybody just said, listen, if I can get, if I can get, a couple hundred thousand people to give five dollars, that's a lot of money, y'all. That's a lot of money. And that's a lot of diapers. That's a lot of water. That's a lot of food. These people are gonna need clothes. They're gonna need everything. There are some people who are going to need everything. You got medical they're gonna need medical equipment. They're gonna need everything, guys. So again, donate to Global Drive Radio at gmail dot com. Let me also say thank you to the people who have I put this link up, I put this challenge out less than twenty four hours ago. And, I mean, every time I open up my email, I got five or six more. You got mail. You got, you know, you got cash. I know that what that means, that PayPal. You got cash. And I'm, and, it, and it does my heart good. Even, like I said, $5, $10, $15, whatever you have, just to give that because everything counts. So that's, that's really what I think. Like I said, whatever Joe going to do, what Joe going to do, whatever. Okay. All right, so that was my um, for the hey, go for it. You know I do it often, so I can't be mad at you. All right, so, <laughs> um, I have listed the link to send your PayPal, um, your PayPal donations to if you'd like. You can donate it again. It's Global Drive at is it Global Drive Network? Global Drive Radio at Gmail dot com. 
globaldriveradio at gmail.com. As soon as I read it back, I'm like, no, that's not enough words, Q. Okay, so globaldriveradio at gmail.com to send your PayPal donations. Thanks to all that have and continue to give. So our next story, real quick, is one about, um, it's a follow-up to the Houston story, but Kevin Hart donated $25,000 to release uh, efforts there in Houston, and then he implored his other celebrity friends to do the same. Um, since he has come out online um, to do that, he has, I've seen other artists such as Chris Brown, uh, The Rock, I believe Candy from Escape and The Real Housewives has okay. also mm-hmm. donated money. So there's been a mobilization of the celebs. Um, for Houston. I also heard Beyonce is going to be working with, you know, that's her hometown, so she's going to be working with a lot of the agencies there in Houston to work, I believe, with the families directly. If I caught the trail end of a conversation on, um, I mean, the trail end of a story on Ricky Somali where they were saying something to that effect, where she's going to be working directly with specific agencies there in the city to make sure that the the Houstonians are getting the help that they need. So um, Kevin Hart spearheaded this particular movement as far as um, being the first to go public and, like, call people out and say, hey, Mm -hmm. let's get together. But there have been um, quite a few people who have gone down and participated in in that process. Um, Do we have Kel on the line? Is Kel still here? No? All right. So, uh, Wynn, what are you you thinking about this? I hear you mm -hmm, over here. I love this because this is, again, action. You know what I mean? We're not necessarily calling each other out on anything negative. This is, hey, let's all get together, put these coins together, and get some help down there. What do you think about this? I think it's dope. Straight Uh up, it's dope. Period. It's dope. I'm proud of them. I'm proud of Kev. I'm proud of Candy. I'm proud of J.J. Watt. I'm proud of Chris Paul. Everybody's what I'm saying. And that's why I said, listen, you know, everybody can do their part. I mean, I saw Chris Paul seventy five thousand, Kevin Hart fifty thousand, The Rock twenty five thousand. Um, I mean, that's what's up. If this is, I don't think people understand how long this recovery and how much is needed. Um, I saw, I talked to, um, I had somebody, uh, Dre sent me something today about a high school um, that's, you know, pretty much lost all of their, um, all of their school supplies. You know, they got no supplies. They have to, you know, re, pretty, not redo the whole school. But the, even the high school where people are staying is taking on water. Um, so those kids are going to need school supplies. So, hey, we got to do what we got to do. So we're going to help, we gonna help to. you know. Yeah, we have to. We have to do what we got to. And every little bit, that I know it sounds real cliche, but it is so the truth. Every, those $5 add up to $10 and $20, you know what I mean, and more and more, it makes a big difference. I just clicked into the, um, the link that I shared, and it actually he donated $50,000. Um, mm-hmm. um, instead of the 25 that I had originally seen. So he, he has specifically called out T.I., Nelly, Usher, Ludacris, Houston Rockets, the whole team, y'all, the whole, the rest of the Houston Rockets, he says. Um, he, yeah, he says Chris Brown, Drake. Um, he says anybody, simply anybody right now who's in a powerful position who can impact this issue through social media, let's really try to save some lives. Like, he is really, that, and, and which is the, which, which is the people, I think, yes, we can make a difference, but these are the same people who come into these areas for concerts, who come in for these album releases and all this fun stuff, and we will spend rent money, we will spend bill money, you know, sacrifice all kinds of stuff to get to see these people, and um, time, 
you know, to start putting the money where their mouth is. We got to get, yep. you know, and it's not necessarily activism. It's just really taking care of those who take care of you. You know, that money doesn't come from the from the air when these celebrities come and, um, you know, when these celebrities come and, and they get rich off of these, these, these shows. So I think it's cool. I absolutely think it's cool. Um, Chris Brown donated a hundred thousand dollars to his, to Kevin Hart's donation website. So uh, yeah, that's what's up. I'm with it. Um, I think William is saying that they right now they're rough rough estimates of about thirty to forty mil to rebuild. Yeah, thirty to forty mil to rebuild. Yep. Crazy. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And I don't. And I think that's. I don't think that's enough. If, you, if you're thinking about it, I mean, and, and that you got a lot of, yeah, it's going to be a lot. And that you, I, I don't think that's, that's in, to rebuild might be that amount. But then you've also got to think about, you know, lost wages. I mean, you got people now who might not be able to work for several months. And so if those companies, you know, if you go work for a, um, a large corporation, they still might pay you if you're in Houston. But, you know, you've got a good number of people who work for small businesses and they, you know, they might not be able to or have the resources to. So um, you got families who, you know, who are going to need, need, you know, some serious assistance during this, um, during this recovery. Yeah. All right. My last story, I know we've got to move on. I'm going to do this one really quick. This was something a little lighter and for my gamers. Um, I am by no means a super gamer, but I I did cool technology, and I, I do play games every now and again. Um, we have a PS4 and all that good stuff. So, um, but I came across this particular ad, to, I mean, this particular um, article today where we are discussing augmented reality and its new I'm sorry, I'm trying to copy my link, y'all, so I can get you guys this article as well. Um, but it's talking about augmented reality, which for some of you who may not be aware of it, it's the closest thing to our next level um, virtual reality. This is what we're doing. This is the next step in how it's going to be bringing uh, augmented reality to us as far as users are concerned. So Mac is coming. <laughs> Apple shows off their new augmented reality app just as Google launches their augmented AR core is what they're what it's called. Um, so again, we're back at the competition with Mac and uh, Google, Apple and Google. So, mm-hmm. our, yeah, right. <laughs> so not you. only are we doing, say it again. I told y'all it's about, it's about to be interesting. Yeah, it's about to get real. Um, they're they're basically putting augmented reality in our hands, along with all of the rest of the technology that we have. Um, I think that. Unless you're super into gaming and sitting in front of your TV with the, you know, the, the goggles and things like that, um, Google and Apple both decided we need to come up with something that's more sexy, more socially acceptable. So they went at, um, they, which makes sense. It's something we literally carry around with us from day to day. Um, so they're basically saying that the iOS developers are saying that the size of Apple's user base could be the real game changer in augmented reality. There are so many people that are actually on the Apple platform um, that that could, no matter how awesome Google's augmented reality program is, it could still be a serious competitor for it. Um, yep. Go ahead, Wynn. I, I hear you. You so were going to say something. Yep. I, I was just saying, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, just – Going over this really quickly, they're saying that they've even um, AR kit it has 
hasn't even officially launched yet, and they've already seen uh, demos of fidget spinners, floating cats, and fancy car configurations on iPhones. So this is going much faster than we anticipated. We will be in an augmented virtual type reality as far as our entertainment is concerned much quicker than it will be before we're actually flying around in cars and stuff like that, like we were seeing in the uh, in the movies coming coming along. But it looks cool from the simulations that I'm seeing here um, in the article. Click through it, see what you see what you think. But um, right now, the Google's version has launched the AR core on Google Pixel and Samsung Galaxy 8 phones. And it's targeting 100 million devices by the end of the year. So I see a lot of people running out and upgrading their phones. Again, you know, we're right around Christmas time. Everybody's getting ready to run out and have to buy the latest and greatest. And yep. these phones will be at the top of the list because this is where these apps will be compatible. This is what these apps will be compatible with. So if you're a gamer, if your babies are gamers, ladies, if your man is a gamer, if you're a gamer, um, check into AR and the technology that's coming out so that you can be up to date on the new hotness for the holiday season. You'll get the most bang for your buck and functionality. So check it out. Let me know what you think. I'm pretty sure my babies are going to ask for it in some way or the other. <laughs> um, so let's talk about it. When do you have? Do you think Trey would be interested in this? You you going to get an yes. AR app situation for Trey? Yep. Yep. Sure. I think it's cool. I think he'll. I think he will, Yeah, I think he'll definitely be interested. And I'm definitely going to make sure he he has access to it as soon as possible because it is augmented reality. Like you said, it's step one. The next is virtual reality. It's step two. So you got to be on. Um, you got to be with it, or it's, it's. You know, we can fight it, we can resist it, or we can use it. Yeah, I'm here for it. I can't wait to be. All over my living room. So yeah, I'm with it. I'm here for it. I'm not even mad at the little glasses. Give them to me. This will bring us less less human interaction. Lord help us. Um, yeah, possibly. Very well, possibly could. But I think it's gonna. I think, I think even, even if it does, it's really it's really not. There's nothing we can really. I ain't gonna say nothing we can do about it. But you know, it. it you, we saw the. We all grew up watching the Jetson. We we knew it was coming. Uh huh. I think it could be really cool for entertainment. Everybody bring that stuff over and we get it in virtual style. I can see the big games, you know, where you can add more games. It could still be social. I don't think we can, you know, there's a way you could do it solo, but you could definitely still be social and enjoy it, I, I think. Yeah. Add alcohol and you got a party regardless. Party <laughs> 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 I'll be here for. I don't know about you, when I ain't going to put you on blast, but I. I'm there. Glasses and bells on. I'm ready to go. Let's go. Let's play. Well, look, I'm, I'm on you. I'll use it, but I'm, I'm, I don't know if we're going to use it the same way, put it like that, but yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going down. But that's all I had. <laughs> on that note, I'm going to go on and wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, All right, so are we going to sing your song? Um, I was going to say real quick, let me, um, I, what else I was about to say? You didn't make me forget what I was about to say. Um, yeah. What I was about to say, what was I about to say? Oh, well, it wasn't important. Oh, so while, you're thinking, while you're thinking, I'm going to go ahead and slide your ad in. This this particular segment was brought to you by uh, Elegance by Design. Oh, no. Yes, it is. Brought to you by Elegance yes, by Design. <laughs> Where healthy hair and skin is our priority, but a beautiful you is our specialty. 
Check out elegancebydesign.com for your all-natural hair and skincare needs. I'll get you taken care of. All right, Wynn, go ahead. <laughs> I forgot. I really forgot. I'll, I'll think about okay. it later. All right. So you got my song queued up, changed? Yes, I'm ready. Go for it. All right. So our first song of the evening is Changed by Jason Davis featuring Ron Poindexter. Enjoy.
So that was changed. <laughs> I'm here. I'm at the game now. Y'all know I'm live. Well, I'm not live video, but live at the game night. I'm here with one of the um, the scoop team event teams planner, Miss um, Lakasha, and uh, so she's gonna gonna be one of our first com- commenters. But we are at the part of the show that we have been asking this question all day, so we're going to discuss this question, and it is, why are good people, why are there so many good people that are single? Why are so many good people single? And I thought about this today, and I was like, how do I start this conversation off? How would I start it off? And someone brought up a good point. They were like, well, I mean, what do you consider good? What What is what is good? Because um, I thought I was good for, you know, a long time, but I really wasn't. So for tonight's purposes, to define good or generalize it, I was going to say um, at least perceived as good or someone who has, you know, a career or some type of income, some type of housing, and some type of transportation. So that's what we're going to use as good. Um, you know, tonight just seemed like to be some a good, wholesome person. So that's what we're going to use. Um, so, Miss Tasha, are you ready to comment? Well, I suppose so. <laughs> not really, but you always got something to say. <laughs> I'm not here trying to work this event, y'all. <laughs> so, um, oh, no problem. I love you guys. This, you guys are awesome what you represent. I'm going to say I'm single, so I, I probably am a good person to speak on this. Um, I, I believe that one of the reasons why there's so many good people that are single, there's there's multiple, probably multiple reasons why, and I know they're all individualized depending upon the person's situation, but I would say probably one of the top reasons um, is that um, people are tired. They're kind of tired of um, the dating game. I mean, let's just keep it real. It's not really the same out here. Um, and I don't, and I don't think it's just one-sided. I think that there's some legitimate reasons that men are maybe not interested in, in being with someone and women the same because there's a lot of kind of game playing happening, a lot of role reversal happening. Um, times have just really changed a lot. So I think it discourages people and they kind of get tired. You try multiple times to meet people. I mean, there's different avenues. I can even say for myself personally, dating websites and meeting people in person, and it just becomes uh, frustrating. So you eventually say, I can just stay by myself, just do what I'm doing, not worry about it. Um, You know, I think the other part is that people carry a lot of apprehension from their previous relationships. You know, when you've been hurt, if if you don't have a certain sense of accountability, it's really hard to move forward. You know, um, I can speak for myself and say I'm one of those people that have been hurt, but I have when the healing began for me was when I took accountability. You know, it's a real fine line between giving up and being bitter. And, and and I consider myself a good person, but there's those moments when you are, like, right on the edge of, you know, I can just go ahead and be cold-hearted and get out of here and play these games and just, you know, join the rest of the crowd, but you hold on to the faith that there's someone out there that are wanting the same things that you want. So I think that people are tired. I think that people are apprehensive of getting hurt. I think that um, – the other part is a lot of people are so driven. I know I'm very, you know, we get very much into our families, our careers, um, and you don't make time to meet new people. So I think that those three things are probably the main reasons. You're tired, you've been hurt, and maybe you just are not making the time to meet people. Okay. 
I mean, very good points. Now, I wanted to go to um, on the post. Um, we had one person that says because everyone thinks that they are taken. So I thought that was a very interesting point as well that, you know, you may be the bee's knees and you're so good, quote, unquote, that people think, oh, you definitely have to have somebody. So, you know, I I don't know. I That's not my take on it. Uh but I can see that um, a couple of people said that they won't settle for anything, um, that they're looking for, you know, something extraordinary, um, an unordinary kind of love. Um, another person says because everyone's good isn't one size fits all. And uh, we even had a person that says because people use their eyes, you know, and not their heart. So, you know, we have some different, you know, from one end of the spectrum to the to the next. So, Q, what's what's your take on it? I mean, you're you're not single, but what what do you see in your single friends like me that you think why? Now, why is she still single? girl, we need you. You know, me and you have had sister the sister conversations on this, and right. I think. Yeah, we're not going to get into what I think about Kel's y'all, because that's my boo. We're not going to do that. Her situation is different. <laughs> <laughs> you knew I wasn't going there on there. But anyway, <laughs> I think the majority of, I think a big chunk of this is we have been, we have been, become inundated as people with other people's preferences. And we have gotten to the point where we don't really remember or know what our preferences are. We say we do, especially when properly prefaced with a meme that sets these particular traits up super great or you get a person with this beautiful hypothetical scenario that fits what you would love your life to look like or you think that's what your life should look like, knowing you prefer when it really comes down to it and all the lights go off and no one's looking anymore, you are this type of person. But because your perception of what good is or what it should be is now, you know, changed because of what everyone else is doing. And, you know, um, that's sad and frustrating, I think. And it's not like sad as a person that's a sad thing. I just think we're missing so much more of the good stuff. That's the good stuff of getting to know someone and getting to know what really makes you tick and what you're compatible with is taking that time. But instead, from the word go, we're doing the pro and con list of, okay, so do they do this? Do they look like this? What kind of card was that? Does it, mm, does, you know, is my home person not like, like we run through this checklist of stuff that our stuff usually falls so low at the bottom of it that we don't even really matter anymore. All you've done is painted a really pretty picture to go tell people about or to even tell yourself about. We'll sell ourselves a dream. It's not even always as big as making it a production for other people. But we have to sell ourselves at some point on, on a dream if we keep running into those those situations. So I think when we stop getting out of what people tell us we're supposed to like and what good is, we'll really realize that there's a good. I always I always look at these types of questions and think to myself, there's somebody out here. Like, when did we start picking the people that were actually good? You know what I'm saying? Like, when did we start picking, okay, you're good, you're good, you're good, you're good. Like, and really categorizing these people like this based on, like, looks and, like, I don't know, and I know we've done this for a long time, but, like, right now it seems like we have put people in ridiculous categories for things that make them non-dateable. 
or, you know, knock them down a rung or two on the ladder of compatibility because of some craziness. And I just, I think that we got to get our, our checkers back on point. We'll never reach a balance to this if we continue to go by a general, a group consensus of what we think should work. Like, that, I, yeah. Stop that, y'all. That's my thing. That's my thought on that. Stop doing that. Yeah, and I and I and I do get that point. I think some of the um and you know how I feel about even a lot of the relationship kind of broad questions. I feel like we put more on ourselves, like we make something into something. Mm-hmm. And um but it still brings up you know, it brings up a different kind of thought. Like, as far as, you know, somebody, instead of looking at the negative side of things, maybe somebody thinks you, you are that good, and they're like, oh, she has to be, you know, or he has to have somebody because, right. you know, they're, I think they're awesome. So Or maybe they know. wouldn't be interested in me. Maybe they've got it going on so much, maybe your own personal security is keeping from that. Right. So I know people that are real good on paper, mm-hmm. but I guess it doesn't mean they necessarily click. I know a lot of single men and women that, yeah. in my mind, they'd be great together, but then... But I do think people see a lot of their qualities and they go, oh, they got to be talking to somebody. Yeah, yeah, it might be intimidating. You're awesome. To be. But you're awesome. As you are, without all that other, without the comparisons to other people, like, I got to get like, yeah. y'all. Yeah. Don't you know, know that. that. <laughs> <laughs> like, stop doing that. Like, you are awesome. If you are out here, you are willing to love, you got a heart that's open and wanting to receive that, you got, you got stuff to give, you got you are worth it. Like, y'all, it's, stop that. <laughs> like, stop doing that comparison of who he has and who he don't. Until he tells you he got somebody, and you, you know, keep your thinking hat on. Don't be a Molly out here. But yeah. really, like, put yourself out there. Like, you have it. That is what that man is sitting somewhere wanting somebody to be what you are for the world. Like, stop putting yourself in a box. Stop it, y'all. Stop it. Men, too, y'all. But yeah. you know what? But you know, it's kinda it's kinda just like um you know how like weather and stuff can, can wear away or and, you know, like ruins and after so much wind and rain and I'm not I, I think that all of us at one point, I don't care how confident you have been, at some moment you pause and you start after so many failed relationships and situations, you have a moment of clarity where you're kinda like, Is it me? You know, and sometimes there are some things that we have to work out, but I think it's very easy to be in a single setting and know, almost like being overqualified for a job. Like, what am I overqualified? Do I need to, you know? Maybe my expectations were a little lower, and then you don't want to do that either yeah. because it's not worth settling, you know, when you know you can have what you really want. But I think that it's easy for that to creep in. Yeah, and we've all talked, but I, I want to get a man's point of view. So, Winfred, I know you over there itching. Bitch of love.
loved or being that type of person who can give love to somebody else. So let me use it from a man's perspective. So from a, for a man, the reason why there are a lot of single, a lot of men that are single, um, a lot of good single men that are out there, is because, and I said this on the post the other day, is a lot of men believe that if they don't have uh, a certain financial status, then we are not perceived as good. And so until we get to said financial status, we think it's best for us not to allow anybody close enough to really see um, that part of our lives. Because if you see it and you see that I ain't got no money, then all of a sudden I'm not a quote-unquote real man. And if I'm not a real man, then that means that I'm going to invest myself into you. I'm going to give myself – I'm going to give what I do have to you, and you're going to reject me. And a man typically won't say that, but what we'll say is we'll say things like, well, I'm working on, you know, I'm working on some things, and until I get that together, then I'm just going to chill on relationships. I've said it, so I know it's what we say. Um, And so I think, you know, I think that that's one issue. Um, The reality is whether unless you have some severe psychosis or some severe psychological damage, you are, and even if you have that, you're still a good person. You just need some help, okay? And so um, you got to realize that, first of all, you are worth, whether if you are a person out here who is willing to love somebody, you are worth being loved, period. And that makes you a good person. The, the question is, are you positioning yourself to be um, near where the type of person who you want to love is? And a lot of times when we mess up, as men, I'm going to speak to men again, a lot of times when we mess up is that as a man, the things that I really need in a wife or the things that I need in a first and a, in a, uh, a girlfriend, whatever you want to call it, and then a wife, I don't go out and I don't look for those things because I'm too busy trying to chase who has on, who has the nicest pictures on Instagram um, and who has the nicest, you know, y'all, y'all get where I'm going. And so yep. I think we got to stop doing that. we got to start looking internally to see, first of all, y'all know if she ain't cute, don't even waste your time. If he ain't, if you don't find him physically attractive, I said it last week, don't waste your time. Uh, but, again, what other qualities does this person have? What other things do I need as a man that I can find in this other person? And then when I start looking for those, where and where do these people who have this stuff, where are they at? Like, where they, where where they at? Um, and then I need to position myself. I need to position myself in order to be seen as a woman or to pursue those types, that type of woman as a man. Um, and so I think a lot of that can be solved. A lot of this whole single thing can be um, the good people being single is us realizing first of all that my just uh, my good and your good doesn't necessarily mean that we're supposed to be together. Uh, and then once I realize that I'm okay, I'm okay with if me and you meet. And we talk, and we're cool people, but we just don't. We're just not going the same direction. But I'm okay with us just being walking away and being friends, and I ain't got to get on social media and slandering you. I can just say, okay, it didn't work out, and move on. So I think we got to realize that. Then we got to realize, like I said, uh, that there are people everywhere who are trying to who are want the same thing. And just because you don't have whatever doesn't make you bad. Um, and, and and so I, that's a lot of it. Um, I think that's a lot. I can keep going, but I'm going to stop and, and let y'all talk some more. <laughs> I can talk. Come on now. Uh, y'all pray. Yeah. 
But you know, I wanted to before I forget, I wanted to say there was another point that someone um had made. It wasn't on this post, but just in conversation. And I've heard this from more more than one guy. I have male, you know, a few male friends, close male friends, and they, you know, a couple of them think that, you know, I know that I'm a pretty decent dude. You know, I try to do the right thing. I have my own, you know, stuff. I'm stable. Um, you know, I'm financially secure, and I just don't feel like I have to rush into anything. Like they feel like they are. Um, a, a rare commodity. So, and, and Kel, that's true. I mean, let's just be clear. There, yeah. I said, I said this other day. Yeah. I said that there, there is a level. So, there's a level of good men, and then there's a level of great men. Just like there's a level of good women, there's mm-hmm. a level of great women. And I think again, it really just goes back to um, finding someone who is where you are. Um, those guys who say that um, typically. Um, have specific needs that some people just can't uh, can't meet. You know, I can't. And, and again, it doesn't make them bad. It just means. And, and I use myself for example because I'm great. Um, <laughs> there are certain <laughs> things. Well, go ahead. I'm great. Panda, 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 panda. Go ahead, great. Um, <laughs> great. But but I also but I say that in the in the in in. With the, with the level of humility, but at the same time with the level of confidence. But there are certain things about my life that everybody can't deal with. Everybody can't deal with, you know, the level of exposure that my life has. Everybody can't handle the fact that I'm in ministry, and so that means that I'm going to be talking to a lot of people a lot of the time. Everybody can't handle, you know, the position that I have in my family. You know what I mean? Like, so there's – everybody can't handle that. So there are certain things about my lifestyle that a that certain good or great women uh, can't can't handle, and so then this other person, um, who, these other guys who are saying that, all and then also let me say this also because of the lifestyle I have, there are certain things that I can't allow close to me. So there's a level of um, how do I want to say this? No, I'm gonna say it. There's a level of messiness that I can't allow close to me because it just messes with my thing. And so, so if that is with everything, everything, yes, we ain't yeah. here for that. <laughs> yeah, I got right. Yeah, and you gotta and you gotta come through Kelly too. But uh, <laughs> but it's just so. <laughs> and so these guys, these guys who are saying this again, also understand that I can't deal with certain things because in order for me to function at my at my optimal level, for me to function at the level to run a company, to, you know, make the type of money that they make, to live in the type of neighborhood that they live, to run in the circles that they that they run in, you can't be, you know, there are certain things you just can't do. And, yeah. and that's, again, yeah. if you don't fit it, it doesn't make you bad. You're just not the person for that person. And that's okay. And that's all that's right. Cool. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. I got you. And there's also um, the point of, you know, even if you do try something with, with somebody and they, you know, you find out later that they don't fit or that something, you know, turns you off or make makes you not want to be with them or whatever. Like, I think if you are on this uh, level of being good or great or something that um, – you have to know when to go ahead and let it go. Right. Like, I know, like, that's yeah. something I can admit. 
on the air today, and nobody else been I ever ever bring it up. <laughs> but don't repeat this. You know, I will. I will literally hold on like I'm hoarding a a new pair of shoes. I will hold on to yeah. a piece of a relationship, yeah. thinking, oh, let me. I do my due diligence. Like yeah. I take my. <laughs> You know, I use everything in my profession, like, in my personal life, too. And I have to yeah. separate that. So I'm thinking, have I tried every single thing with this guy that I think is a good match for me before I let it out? But that's, not, all the that's way. not a bad thing, though. Ah. I don't think it's a bad thing because I feel like, to me, before a situation ends, I don't want to ever look back and think, did I do everything? So if you have done everything, then you know for sure. You know, at the end of the day, when it's a wrap, then you know you've done everything you absolutely can. Right, but so I think that's not necessarily a bad thing. But I like sometimes I never get to the it's a wrap. Like oh okay, you know I've had you know one of my best friends tell me like you you know if you know somebody that's not for you you got to let it go. Like you can't worry about their feelings. You can't worry about you know you don't want to hurt their feelings. You know I don't want to hurt them. Or I'm like I don't want to know. That, I don't want to think that they're in trouble. What if it doesn't happen again? What if nobody else likes me? Like I don't want. Yeah. And those are those insecurities that I'm talking about yeah. that creep in. I know what where you're kind of like, dang, this might this might actually. I maybe I'm being so picky. This actually could be the best to me. Right. But at the same token, you don't want to lose yourself to hold on to a piece of somebody. Yeah. Because I've been guilty of that in my younger years, and that's what my mantra is now. I will not lose myself to hold on to a piece of somebody. But I will say this, single or not, I think love is worth the risk every time. And I think you got to risk it sometimes, right? (laughs) She's like, nah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think think the risk for the opportunity for good, healthy love is worth it. I'm not for signing yourself up dumb stuff. You know what I'm not saying? Toxic. You know, yeah, nothing toxic. Yeah, our toxicity is not going to work. So I have a couple online, I have a couple live comments. Um, Darren says, because yeah. good people are boring, which cracked me up because that's probably more true than a lot of us are There's willing to admit. Truth. There's some truth <laughs> there. Because we don't see, on the, on the surface, I'm we don't see. Like, is that Rashad? I hear in the background. Hey, bro. If that is, if not, my apologies. So um, anyway, I no, think a lot of that was us. <laughs> no, he's inside. We're working it outside. <laughs> so um, I think that that's a good comment because people do assume no excitement when you see, you know, good stuff. You think no fun. So let me let me uh, I, let me say this. I don't think I don't think that I think we gotta hear what we have to realize is first of all, um, you gotta decipher between or discern the difference between no excitement and no drama. Um, good people typically have less drama, and uh-huh. good. Yep. And there are some. And let me let me be clear. There are some really. I got some really good dudes who are really boring. That's just. I, I can. I have a couple of them off the top of my head that I know that these are like one of the one or two dudes that I'd actually ever let date my sister. But they're so boring that I'm like, yeah, no, nah, that would work. But, um, <laughs> but at the same time. Um, a, a lot of good dudes just have just don't have a lot of drama. The other thing to a good dude, I'm, I would I always tell good dudes, listen, every man has a little thug in them, and every woman wants to see the thug that's in you. So like sometimes dudes, you just gotta let it out. Like if you got you, we all, every man, get a man pissed off enough, and you will see the thug in him come out. She wants to see that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like in control, don't be abusive, nothing like that. But, like, no, every woman wants to know that her man will protect her. Her man will 
you know, will cover her. Her man will, if he has to, you know, beat somebody down or at least attempt to, to make sure she is okay. Like, like he, the women are attracted to power and confidence, so they want to see that. So be that. Rashawn, I agree. Totally. I agree. There's a lot to that, Lynn. Um, Rashawn says, I believe unrealistic expectations is the undercurrent that's rendering a lot of people single. Unrealistic expectations while conversing, sex, money, return phone calls, stability, physical attraction, etc. People are living their lives through the lens of what other people want instead of finding out what's best for them. Every woman can't marry Boris or Idris, and every man can't can't marry Sanaya or Halle Perry. You might need to get you a Coquisha or Tyron, but you may not know <laughs> what you see that your expectations are realistic. Rashad Amos Coquisha in real life. <laughs> I Coquisha in real life. That's hilarious. But I totally and completely agree with that. Way Brown also says, I'm boring as hell, but I'm not good either. So let's not get that confused. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. <laughs> I'm not who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my God. Hey, but he laid it plain. I, I'm not mad at honesty. I'm always here for honesty. Keep it real. Oh, yeah. Camille said earlier to your comment, Kels, that she's big on not hurting mm-hmm. someone's feelings. So I think, yeah. you know, she's too, you know, when you've got somebody that's good, but you just realize they're not really all that good for you, it may take a while mm-hmm. to go ahead and take the because you don't want to hurt them. So it's not always you want to hold on to the good thing. You see them trying to hold on to the good thing, and you're not trying to bust a little bubble. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, but in that long term, but seriously, I mean, and I, I agree. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm the king of, you know, soft landing. But at the same time, at the same time, I'm going to remember that. Yeah, yeah. Soft landing. I mean, I do it to y'all. I do it to people in business too. Like I don't want like I, y'all gotta understand my my former personality. Let me find out. I do. They so I, I'm like, uh, I do. When for they let me down easy? Let's put it out there. Keep it real. No. Nah. But so, y'all, I don't have to do that to you. But I'm just saying, I don't have to do that to you. But I, I do it in business all the time. I can just, you know, I mean, you don't want to be like, you don't want to be like, um, like I, okay. So like, there was a time in business and in my personal life where I would just say like, look, in business, your work sucks. You, you're fired. And, and it, when I started hearing that, it was like, man, that's kind of mean. Um, that's not, you know, the way I want to represent myself. But at the same time, I don't want to not be truthful to say, you know, that, listen, this is not, this doesn't meet the standard of return. So you have to just, the longer you let it, my job learned is the longer you let it go, the more comfortable uh, people get in, whether it's in their dysfunction or whether in their routine. So sometimes you just got to tell them, like, this, this just, this. You're a good person. It's just not working. Like, like it's not working. It's just not working for me. I don't know what it is. You know, and I've had people say it to me. Don't get me wrong. I've, I've had people say, you know, some stuff that that hurt. But at the same time, it's like, well, I'd rather find out now than five years from now. And I'm thinking we good. Like, okay, just tell me. Like, yeah, I, I would be that person. Like, I. <laughs> I feel like if I didn't have, you know, my good circle of friends that I do that would pull me out the class sometimes, yeah. like, I feel like I would be that person that would be out in a in a marriage, like, like when you and I, I don't even like him. Like, 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 I don't even like him. Like,
talk. When you announce your announce your engagement, Q is gonna be like, "Girl, we need to talk." Yeah. yeah. So you like, "This is not." I thought you were broken up. Oh, yeah. 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 No surprise wedding popping for the curvy kitten. Nope. Who nope. <laughs> have right. I'm in the car. You know I'm calling. I gotta tell you.
my instance in being single and dating is that I come across so many men that have been married and don't want to get married again when I've never been married and I want the option to potentially experience that. In my experiences, there are so many good men who won't even consider marriage. So this is one of those, I could see this being a life goal issue for both people. You know, he's been there, done that, or in some instances she's been there, done that, and is just not here for it. I think a lot of men probably experience that more when it comes to children than marriage in itself. Mm-hmm. A lot of men probably would love to be fathers, and by the time they get with the woman who's got three kids from the previous situation, she's like, boy, boo, you better love on these babies, and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, and I mean yeah. that's that's the reality of it. So it's not that I can see that being kind of the the flip of that for men, but that's true. You know, when especially when you begin to get into the thirty somethings, the forty somethings, you've lived a little bit more life than you know back when you're twenty somethings when everybody was just out here doing their thing. That you know where what you've experienced up until that point can really change the compatibility for two people. So I think that that's a really clutch. That's something to think about, especially when we go into our, yeah. our going forward. What do we think? Those are questions we need to ask and really assess. Those types of things, when a man don't want to be married again, it's going to be a hard, you're going to be hard-pressed to love him into wanting to be married. He can he can feel like, I can love yeah. you, and you're going to keep loving me this way without that, because I did that before. She loved me like that, too, until we got married, and now here we are. You know, so I can right. tell that's one of those hard ones, you don't really get to change a person. Just like you can't untie your tooth, he ain't trying to re-jump that broom. So, you know, it's one of those yeah. good call-out to me. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Again, that, that was a very, very good point. It is. Yeah. But that goes back again to that, then you simply just move on and find someone <laughs> who is good that does want to. Truth is that a lot of again a lot of a lot of men who say that or a lot of women who say that they don't want to get remarried uh, after they that after they have been married they again some of it is goes back to that same insecurity um, of you know of what what happened before and they're not fully over it um, again I've said it you know when I first I, you know when I, when I first got divorced it was like I'm never getting married again and you know I said that too but oh one night. It was like, you know what? This is some foolishness. Um, and, <laughs> and, and, and that was, like, Wait a but at the same time, you have to be again. A lot of that comes down to not just not just the insecurity, but then also who you are as a person, um, or what your morals are as a person. Because you know, if you are the type of person who is okay, perfectly okay with having sex outside of marriage, then that's not an issue. You know, then it's, yeah, you'd probably be okay with having to get married again. But if that's something that's not a part of, you know, what you believe in, then that becomes an issue. And so you have to, again, find somebody who is where you are, somebody who kind of meets, you know, who's, who's where you are, and that's where that whole equally yoked stuff comes in, and then just get with that person and be cool. It's, it's really, like I said, don't, like you said, you can't force somebody to do that. Um, but at the same time, it just means it doesn't mean you're bad. It just means wrong person. Mm-hmm. Like I'm pretty cut and dry when it comes to it. If something don't work, wrong person. Keep it moving. Okay, lesson learned. Like it's not a whole lot of. We don't have to go through a whole lot of emotional, you know, hurting ourselves emotionally, <laughs> thinking down about ourselves. We can improve. But after that, let's just, you know, like okay, I'm a good dude. I'm a good woman. Let's get better and let's keep moving. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. 
nothing wrong with you. There's, yeah, not, there's, I, there's nothing wrong with you. That's very very good advice, and I think we had a very very good conversation. I'm I'm sure oh, you'll we'll have more of it in the Scoop Nation. So yeah, if you're listening and you are not a part of Scoop Nation, search for us on um, Facebook, and you can join. So join the Facebook group and definitely continue to listen. We have topics like this all the time, and for our next um, part, we're gonna have a music break. And this is Yo Caprendo by Mark Marky Mark. Yep. Marky Mark. 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 (laughs) (laughs) That means I comprehend, I got it. Como estas? That's how you doing. No hablo mucho, that means I don't speak it fluent. No en mi casa, the Kimbe. Sling it out of here, Roberto Clemente. Let me go ahead and speed it up, dude. It's a high mighty guy that we look up to down here. I don't know what I would do. Let me explain something to you. I got a love that flows so deep. So deep. Keeps them running back to you. Cause they run it through me. To my head, to my feet. Yeah. They take it in. They take it in. I follow you to the end of the earth, though. I praise you with my knees in the dirt, though. I praise you. I'm a picture name first, though. I know I got a pretty in work. Hold on to the pain and I hurt, though. They me, that's a brand new birth, though. They take it in. They take it in. I just need more of you. And I need a um, score. You're my heart. You're my love. You waited me and more Get on my, get on my Stomach, my stuff deep Share my love for the most I got Cause he kept you this Oh, that's a true friend Oh, yes, he is Pick the clues Dancing in the end zone Can't contain this info If you love him And you truly understand Say, yo comprendo Yo comprendo Say, yo comprendo That means I comprehend I yo comprendo Yo comprendo. Yo comprendo. Hold up, wait a minute, let me help out. Praise one, that's what we finna talk about. Gotta tell the devil, time to move around. How your levels, how your devil, gotta kick him out. Like, yeah, get up out of here. Don't you know I got the spirit in me? Holding it close to the Lord, I say, see? Ain't no room for the foolery, so bitch, that day I keep. And he's holding me closer. Bible's my closure. Follow your word like I'm supposed to. Army of the most high soldier. And you keep filling me cup till me cup run it over. Knocking out the park to me sosa. Tengo el fuego del Espíritu Santo. I got the Holy Ghost fire. And I need you now. Necesito ahora. Te seguiré. Te seguiré. I follow you through the big and the little and everything that's in the middle. Touch my heart and make me giggle when it gets real hard. I just put it in a riddle. That's a gift from God. Put a song on me for that song. You know me and God. We be in our own zone. Te I just need more you and I need a on You're my heart, you're my love. Do it as me or more. Get on my, get on my. Stop in my city. Share my love for the most high God, cause he kept you his. Oh, that's a true friend. Oh, yes, he is. Victor Cruz dancing in the end zone. Can't contain this info. If you love him and you truly understand, say, your complaint. Yo comprendo. 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 Yo comprendo.
Como Suyama, he already knows that. Get face to the world like, hey, yo, hold that. How I'm on a mission, gotta listen. Demolition is what they wanna see when they look at his position. Don't the side, don't matter where you at. Get down on your knees, hey, Lord, let's chat. Look, I've been forgiven, my Savior has risen. With him is my vision, I'm focused on living. His life he has given, I made my decision. I'm done with division, I'm out of this prison. Do you really understand what he sacrificed for? He gave us his all just so we could have more. Te amo, te amo. But I cannot lie, Lord, I have been selfish. I've fallen, I sin, but you come again, still helping the helpless. You're comparing though, I'm brand new, I understand that. And every time they see my God won't, I just look at them like stand back, stand back. Then I keep, then I keep, my God's alive, yeah, you heard from me. They're saying God's dead like they know, but what they don't know is he rose. But if you think he is, then we'll raise him up like it's Dia Duelos Muertos. I give you all the praise and all the glory. Yes, my book, but your story. Yeah, no, we messed up, but Jesus died for your sins, though. So I'ma praise his name just to show him your confidence, yo. Never, ever, ever been easier. 
um, just because with the with um, a lot of companies starting with smartphones uh, being able to do do it, do it through your smartphone and through certain apps, you are able the cost of entry, which is what we call it, meaning the amount to get started is as low as it has ever been. So there once was a time where you could not open up a brokerage account uh, unless you had at least a thousand dollars. And so a lot of people. What we used to tell our clients was put my, put your money in your savings account. When you get a thousand dollars, then start to say you know then start putting money into a brokerage account. But now we are fortunate enough um, to have our cue. Um, no, I don't to answer your question. Um, okay. We are fortunate enough to have um, where to have it where there are apps such as Robinhood, Acorn. Um, and the one and stash, none of them pay me. Let me throw that out there. I work for none of them. No one, none of them pay. No, none of them pay me. All right, so I throw that out there. Um, but you can start those with as little as five dollars. Okay. And what each of those apps do, let me just tell you, is they put your money um, into a mutual fund. A mutual fund is simply just a collection of investment vehicles. Um, and depending on the type of mutual fund, whether it's a really conservative or a really aggressive one, um, determine the amount of stocks and the kind of stocks that are in it. Okay? So you can put, when you, when you go into, say, a stash or into a Robin Hood, um, you actually have the opportunity to put um, into, in the app, you get to pick what, what kind of mutual fund you want your money to go into. Okay. So you can put something really aggressive, or you can put pick something that's not aggressive. And the difference in the in, in aggressive, or what we call in the investment world, risk your risk aversion, and all that simply means is how risky you can take it. So if you're the type of person who doesn't do well with seeing your portfolio go up and down, then you probably have a low risk tolerance or a low risk aversion. So you want to put something in that's not going to be as volatile, which means it'll have not as many stocks in it, okay, because usually the up and down comes from um, the amount of stocks or the type of stock that you have um, You have your, profile, your portfolio in. So you can get into those for $5 and, um, and, and start investing. You can literally on most of those set up reoccurring or automatic um, investments where you can say every payday, every, you know, every payday or whatever, automatically take $25 out of my bank account and put it into this account. The cool part about both all three of those apps that you said is their fees are fairly low. So you're not paying, you know, a ton of fees. You're not giving away a ton of your money, okay, which leads me to the, to the second, another option. So another option for a beginning investor um, is what we call um, index funds. So an index um, fund is simply a mutual fund that is indexed, meaning that the companies that are in them are all in the um, are all uh, um, in the S and P 500. So S and P Standards and Poor's is a company that rates um, all of the companies, rates companies, publicly traded companies. And what they've done is they said these are the best, um, these are the best companies, and the S- uh, index fund takes fund takes companies out of those 500 and puts them into different funds. Okay. Now, uh, and so those funds typically have lower um, cost again. So when I say cost, let me let me be clear. 
um, cost meaning um, they're not individually managed by a person, so you don't have what we call a management fee or a very low management fee. Uh, annual fees and things like that that are what we call um, four uh, four A fees, or I'm sorry, then I have some blank. But the, all those kind of fees, if you look, if you compare an index fund to a regular non-indexed um, mutual fund, you'll see that there's a difference. And it might not seem like a lot. You might see something that says like you pay two and a half percent versus one percent, but two and a half percent, that one and a half percent of your money compounded over 40 years can be a lot of money. And so if, and especially if you're not really going to be making any changes to the fund, why are you really paying somebody to manage a fund that you're not doing anything but leaving the money into, leaving the money and letting it sit there? So that's another, that's really the kind of thing for people who are not um, going to, are not want, who don't want to be active um, in their, um, you know, managing portfolios, looking at, to find out what stocks are good and what stocks are bad. One of the things we got to stop doing is we got to stop being afraid of stocks too. Um, and so for people who are not um, really comfortable with the stock market, which most of us are not, I mean, when I say most of us, I'm referring to African Americans. Most of us are not comfortable with stocks because we just don't really, we don't understand the terminology. So here is what I recommend typically to people who don't, um, who are uncomfortable with the terminology and who are uncomfortable with the stock market. Um, you might be, I tell them, you might be uncomfortable with the stock market, but you are very comfortable with certain industries. We all have certain industries that we're comfortable with. So, um, for example, Q, you're probably more comfortable with, in like, for example, the uh, beauty and cosmetics industry. So you can look at a beauty and cosmetics company and just strictly by looking at their product line, looking at who their management is, looking at the things that they've done in the past and the things that they're talking about doing in the future, you can probably get a good idea of whether or not it's a solid company, yes or no? Yep, absolutely. Because okay. you you understand that business or that industry. That's my so industry. Can, mm-hmm. Right. So what you should do, somebody like yourself, is I, tell, I teach you to look at all of the companies in that industry and invest in the ones in the best ones in that industry. And then that way you are you might not understand what a PE ratio is. You might not have any clue what a PE ratio is. You might not have any clue um, what earnings are. You might not you know when somebody says they're having an earnings call or they're giving dividend, you might not understand what any of that stuff means. But you know that whatever company is a good company, it's going to be around for a while, and with the things that they're doing, you know over time that you can trust that this is going to grow. And that's literally how you would want to invest in that situation. Pick that, pick those companies. And then once you become comfortable with those companies, then what you'll learn is you'll learn those companies who they, um, who they work with or who maybe some of their suppliers that are on there. And so then you might mm-hmm. say, okay, I know that um, – give me a company in the industry. That's good. Shea Moisture. Boom. Okay. Shea Moisture buys their shea butter, I don't know, from – From X, ATL from Smell who? Good. Got you. ATL yeah, Smell Good. Right. <laughs> so I might want to – so since I know Shea Moisture isn't going anywhere and they buy from the Smell, whatever company you just said, yeah. I'm going to invest mm-hmm. in that company too. 
Yep. And so now what you've done is you've created um, your stock picks based upon the long-term um, health of companies that you feel comfortable that you feel comfortable with. That's really is that is really that simple. So is it it's, kind of like where you say spending your long-term consumer dollars is where you should think about investing your long-term investor dollars? Is that what you're saying in layman's terms? If it's something that you feel confident in investing your money into, your personal money into, like on a consumer level, would you think that's a, a good box to check off as far as if you are willing to invest in that company? If you Does that speak spend to your the overall money, longevity? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I would say if you if you think that and you also think that they're going to, yeah, that, that make, that's exactly what I'm saying. If, if you okay. think enough of this company to spend your money with them, then think of it, you should definitely invest in them. Yeah. All right. I have a question from my live feed. Kania wants to know, what's your suggestion on going into an investment with your mate, especially if maybe both of your credit scores are low or either one or I or either one mate's credit score is high and the other one is low? Before Wynn gives you your his financial advice, if that mate ain't your husband, you keep separate docs as far as your paper is concerned. That's my for me. Well, okay, so let me let me let me say this. Depending on why your credit score is low, I fix that first. And I, I'm just saying that fix that first. Uh, if there's an issue with credit, if there's an issue, what I mean by that is if you are um, if credit is low is because there are a lot of outstanding credit balance, credit card balances, or stuff like that, then you want to pay that off. As soon as possible. There is a theory out there that says that there's a such thing as good debt, um, and I have a limited belief in that. In the sense that I think the only time, only debt that's good is one that brings you a return on your investment. So, what I mean by that is, if you buy a rental property and the mortgage on the rental property is five hundred dollars, um, but you're bringing in seven hundred and fifty dollars. Short term, that's a good debt. So, and, and I say short term because I would tell you that of that $250 profit, you need to be using that to pay the mortgage off, and then that way you can keep the whole seven, the whole 750 after the mortgage is paid off. But other than that, getting rid of debt is important. To answer the question, um, if the credit is bad, uh, when you buy a stock, you buy what you're literally doing is you're buying one share is one literally your own that portion of the company. So whatever value is, that's the value of ownership that you have. So if you buy it with a mate, with your husband, with your wife, then what you're doing is it, 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 you can't separate that. you got to keep it, it. It stays together. I think that, again, what you should do uh, is, first of all, be on the same page. So if you both have the same uh, investment objective, um, and then, then that's cool. If you're concerned I would say that if you're concerned that something could happen because maybe, you know, there's been issues in the relationship, I would say why don't you both just open up your own account or um, mm-hmm. you can either open up your own account or draw up some type of document um, that says, you know, in the event of something happened, this is what, what, what we choose to do and then agree upon it, if, if you need to go that far. But there's only one certificate of ownership, so you can't you can't split it. (laughs) 
No, I had nothing. I'm just giving Kania my side eyes and, and my subliminal messages, my subliminal vibes through my life. <laughs> okay. I was thing, laughing. Those, my, go ahead. <laughs> okay. The other thing I would say is if you're looking for companies, if you're looking for um, either stocks or if you're looking for uh, brokerage accounts, which are the accounts that you have to open in order to place a trade, um, then you want to look at um, companies like ShareBuilder. So, so uh, ShareBuilder.com is a good one. Um, Ameritrade, TD Ameritrade is a good one. Fidelity, these are all companies that you can go onto their website, open up their, open up the brokerage account, and begin to place trades. So you can go to Fidelity.com. They have a pretty good one. Um, again, none of these people pay me, but if they want to, holla at your boy. Um, you can um, go to Fidelity, ShareBuilder. Um, you can go to, uh, like I said, Amer- TD Ameritrade. You can go to Merrill Lynch. Um, they have a site with Merrill Lynch. I think you can go through uh, Bank of America site to get to them. Uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, they, uh, they have one too. So all of these companies have brokerage uh, companies or brokerage accounts um, that, that you can go to. But, again, pay attention to the fees. Also, here, here's another one. If you're a beginning investor, thank you. If you're a beginning investor, you should definitely um, be investing some portion of your money into the organization that you work unless you think they're just a terrible organization. Um, I usually tell people, to, that you want to at least put in the amount of, if your company matches, at least put that amount in. So if you have a company that matches you up to 5%, then you want to at least put in the 5% so that way you can take full advantage of the match. I do not suggest putting all of your eggs into your company 401k. So I'm just throwing it out there. I don't suggest that. Uh, it's typically not a, you know, nothing wrong with it, but we do have Enrons. We, you know, your company can do bad. I do suggest spreading your money out um, to to other places as well. So, and then there are other things that you can do. So, if you're a beginning investor or if you're an older investor, um, you can also invest in life insurance. So, life insurance is an investment. You can, um, and please, if you don't have life insurance, please get life insurance. Um, that can be another discussion. So, that's about it. I'll that out. All right, cool. I guess that's it then. Well, yeah, I mean, no, I don't have questions? Have no, not on my feed. I don't have anything uh, money mentor related. Okay. Nope. Nope. And if you guys have questions, if you do have any questions, I just answer. You guys can always um, email me um, at uh, the, the money mentor one at gmail.com. I forgot that. The money mentor one at gmail.com or if you're my friend on Facebook, just inbox it to me, and I will um, do the best I can to answer it. Also, if you have not – there it is. That's a – look, shameless plug. If you have not signed up for my Money Mentor email list, then you need to go to my public figure page um, and hit the sign-up button, and that automatically puts you into my, um, my, my group. So I send out stuff probably on a weekly basis about um, with debt reduction, um, wealth building, articles, all that kind of cool stuff. So. All right. I think I got it all. I think we're ready for our song, right? Yes, ma'am. All right. What is the song? (laughs) Silicon Valley. I'm kidding. Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. I'm kidding. Silicon Valley. After this, we go. After the break, we come back. We got the fire starter herself, uh, who's gonna take us home. So this is Silicon Valley by Rochelle. <laughs> <laughs> 
Welcome, Sugar. How are you this week? Well, Q, you got to come on another intro, then. You better do that thing. Hello, my beautiful ones. Okay, let me not just give you all my love. Hey, to my squad. Love y'all, love y'all, love y'all. Love Give it to each and every one of y'all. Okay, now, Q, I'm going to need your help just a little bit, okay? Because you see the clock, okay? I'm just letting, let's be clear, okay? So we five minutes over. So please tell Winifred I need 15 minutes, okay? So don't have him trying to turn up on me talking about, okay, the show about to be over and we were running late. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Maybe you're going to have to cut off that song, you know what I'm saying, when you're behind. That's all I'm saying. Okay. And and from that, we're going to move forward. Hello, Scoop Nation. Uh, this is Lee Victoria, owner and founder of Dash International. My business tree, as Q told you, is to help people find their voice of identity so they can stop people pleasing and be empowered, encourage confidence and communication. I'm a certified professional coach. I'm a counselor as well, you guys. I am the queen of empowerment, and I set people's lives on fire for a living. That's why they call me the fire starter. Welcome to Passion Talk, where we give you practical tools for everyday living so you can purchase your personal power. Let's go for it. What is going to be a juicy one tonight? Get your pens and your paper ready, okay? We are talking about... How to know if you're the friend, the freak, or the forever. Please get your pants and paper ready, okay? I was so happy. I was able to do something complimentary to the message tonight about why so many good people are single. Can we talk about this? How do y'all get a friend, the freak, or the forever? Here we go. Y'all pray for me. I got 13 minutes. All right, so let me start by saying, I've had experience in each one of these categories of people, so I'm just saying I feel I call myself qualified to speak to this. Um, I have friend-zoned it, many a man zoned it. Yes, I say zoned it. I have friend-zoned it, many a man. Uh, I have been friend-zoned maybe at least once. Believe it or not, I know, believe it or not, maybe at least once. And then um, I've been uh, been the freak, yep, probably all the decade of my 20s, yep, that was that. And then uh, I have been proposed to for to be a forever on several occasions, okay? So I got the full spectrum. I got the full spectrum to cover, okay? So you're in good hands. Let's go for it. How do you know if you're the friend? Okay, so I'm going to kind of break it down to three points per category, okay? Three points per category. How do you know if you're the friend? Winifred, you better get these notes right tonight. That's all I'm saying to you. Okay, so number one, okay, how to know if you're the friend. Number one, the communication is one-sided. One-sided. There's one-way initiation, typically all of the time. Unfortunately, most times it's the the woman, okay? She's Okay, unfortunately. And then there's one-sided attraction that you're not comfortable with. So if you're ha- having a situation, ladies or gents, that you know there is um, kind of seeming just like a one-sided attraction, it kind of makes you uncomfortable because, you know, your ball's not being bounced back, you know what I'm saying, they're not returning the volley, that's more than likely a message to you, okay, that you're being friend-zoned, okay? Listen, let me encourage you, okay? You cannot force someone to like you, I repeat. You cannot force someone to like you, honey, or sugar, like my beautiful Q always like to say. I'm going to indoctrinate my Q tonight. Listen, if you want to set yourself up as a forever, 
You can't waste your time in a friend zone, all right? So if you know you're there, you don't like it, get your butt out of there. Because listen, somebody said the rejection can drive you into obsession. I'll say that again. Rejection can drive you into obsession. Ooh, that's an ugly, ugly place to be. Y'all see the movies that they uh, put out there in Hollywood, you know, when the um, ex-wife and the new man get married and she go crazy. Y'all see it. Y'all see it, okay? It'll be out there. So that's not happening in real life. That's how they get the inspiration. Number two, all right, how to know if you're the friend, if your love interest, okay, the one that you, you love, but they may not quite love you back, the, your love interest as a friend, they, male or female, openly talk to you about opposite sex attractions or issues liberally, all right, but they're not talking about you. They are aware, and they're aware that you're interested in them, and they still have these conversations with you. That means you're the friend, boo, okay? You're just a friend. You are just a friend, okay? Let's be clear, all right? So no one else is going to talk to you about somebody else they're interested in or attractions or issues unless uh, you're the friend or you're gay, okay? One or the other. I'm sorry. Okay, it's just kind of how it goes. Um, number three, <laughs> how to know if you're the friend. If that they don't ever compliment you about anything, okay, I mean about nothing. <laughs> they ain't giving you no partial compliments, all right? You know why? Because they don't want you to potentially misconstrue anything <laughs> that you have any inclination about liking you, all right, if they want you in the friend zone, okay? Now, listen, guys, women, you need to study our men. They got this down pat, okay? They really, really do. They're not going to give you nothing, okay? They're going to cold shoulder you all the way because, listen, guys like to avoid the awkwardness. They don't like awkwardness, okay? They don't like to have to explain things, all right? So they'd rather not give you nothing then give you a little bit of something because, you know, women can't magnify things, okay? So if you give me something, you know, I have the potential of blowing it up. So listen, if they don't compliment you about anything, listen, rejection can also cause you to be delusional. That's another reason why you can't give, like, little hints and compliments and stuff. Because people take that, they run with it. You give people a little inch, you know, they take them out. You compliment them when they tie, they think that you want to marry them. I don't understand where they get this foolishness at, but that is how it gets down sometimes. So listen, you need to use these signs to help yourself pick up on the clues and save yourself, okay? Watch the signs. Save yourself. Listen, the embarrassment and the heartache. Don't think time is going to change your mind. I will say that again. Don't think time is going to change your mind. Time don't change your mind, people. Okay? It won't. And you'll probably end up being the friend that ends up being used because it's easy to do with you because you think they just need a little bit more time. Okay? Pay attention to the signs. I won't say it. Number two. Number two. Woo! How to know if you're the freak or you're positioning yourself as the freak. Let's go for it. Listen, first and foremost, okay, you need to know, let's, let's get it established. It doesn't take long for a man or a woman to know, all right, that that's how they're going to set you up as, or that's what they see you as. Listen, no one has a commitment issue, people. No one has a commitment issue. It's just that they don't see you in that light, okay? They don't see themselves committing to you. They don't have commitment issues, all right? Stop believing those lies. Number one, 
How do you know if you're the freak? There are many sexual innuendos and sexually inclined interactions that are going to be popping off all over the place. It's going to be popping off with the eyes. It's going to be popping off with the language. Upon initial approach, okay, this is like first meeting, <laughs> all right? This is initial approach. Y'all don't know each other, but you're, you know, checking out each other's figure. You're using body language, tone of voice. Hey, sweet thing, you know how you do Any man coming here up to you, talking to you like that? He want to get in your drawers. That's it. Okay, that is all he see you as. Okay, getting all up in your personal space. Women rubbing all up against you. Men touching your hair, stroking your cheeks. Yes. All right, and you just met. That's a problem, okay? That means they want to set you up as the freak. They say how sexy you are. They compliment your private body parts, all right? Is that something I see in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? You know, that kind of foolishness right there. Yeah. You know, they wonder how you look naked. They actually ask you, you know, they say it out publicly. You're only getting calls late at night. This is how you feel if you're the freak, y'all. Listen up, okay? The goal is to stir up lust with you, all right? That is is the only end goal. They only want to stir up the lust devils, okay? That is it. If I can stir you up to get you ready, all right, to put on R. Kelly, seems like you're ready, then we're good to go. The only image that they see of you is in the bed. The only image that they see of you is in the bed, and this doesn't just apply for men, for women. It's women for men, too, okay? So, listen, women who dress seductively and sexually on purpose to attract attention, all right, you're setting yourself up to be positioned as a freak. Listen, let me address these attention whores out here, okay? I'm sorry to use that language. You know I'm raw and real, okay? You're an attention whore. You're putting all your business out on social media for all the world to see because you don't believe you have anything else to offer, truthfully. Can we just be honest about that, okay? That's what's going on, people. And number three, when you position yourself as the freak, okay, you... Let me see. No, that's number two. Don't have boundaries or standards, okay? Contrary to popular belief, good men and good women won't ultimately respect you when anything and everything goes with you. That's a loose cannon and a dangerous person to be around, okay? And they don't got no boundaries and no standards at all. Example is responding to... Uh, unsolicited attention from married people, possibly, or you're pursuing it, okay? They automatically should be off limits, but you consider them as fair game, all right? So that means that you don't have any boundaries or standards. You don't have an off switch. You don't have a stop button. You'll respond to anything and everything. You deal with lust of your flesh and lust of your eyes, okay? Those are big um, matters and factors with you. Listen, this can also be done emotionally, not just physically, okay? It can be emotional or physical in nature. Yes, you can be an emotional freak. What is an emotional freak, Firestarter? An emotional freak is one who positions yourself as the rejected, abandoned, people pleaser that needs, that other people use to get their emotional needs met because you make them feel so good about themselves and they can't get it anywhere else. You emotional freak you. Okay, that's what you are. Now, you're, you're more prone to be this way. Listen, let me give you some relief, okay? Now, no shade to you. I've been there. I know what I'm talking about. 
You don't have boundaries or standards typically because you're more prone to be this way in promiscuity and fornication if it's rampant throughout your bloodline. You came from generations of freaks, okay? You don't know how not to be a freak, okay? You got to get untrained from being a freak, okay? Because your grandmama was a freak, your mom was a freak, your granddaddy was a freak, your great-great-granddaddy was a freak. You get the idea, all right? So we understand. But you must, okay, let the buck stop there if you don't want to position yourself as a freak or as you position or identify yourself as a sex toy or one position to bring relief to others. Listen, that that's some strong saying, but people do do that, okay? How do I know? I used to be one, okay, coming from a life of people pleasing. I was, all right, the sex kitten, the sex toy. I was the one who, um, you know, was made available when someone needs to be bring relief to. I was the, you know, savior, um, the, the fornication messiah, whatever you want to call it. Okay, <laughs> that's what I was, okay? And so I know when I'm talking about people with no esteem, no self-worth, no self-value, um, um, they will do that in order to have any form of pseudo-love. They'll convince themselves that any kind of love is better than no love. And, of course, we know that's a lie. And I'm going to finish with this number three. I know I'm going to have to come back to tell you all about the forever, y'all. I'm sorry, we, we ran out of time. But, listen, you know if you're the freak, if you use men or women for sexual gratification with no feelings attached in one or both parties. I'll say it again. You use men or women for sexual gratification with no feelings attached in one or both parties. Emphasis on the word use, okay? You use them. It's very intentional. It's not accidental, all right? I know that that can happen, you know, you know, stumble upon it, things just happen. But people, there are people out there who prey on people like that for, for you know, the, those reasons. So in other words, if it's an arrangement, if it's an understanding, you're having gift exchanges and favors, right? You know what I'm saying? You're getting your bills paid, you know, when you give up the nookie. Yeah? Okay, so that's positioning yourself as a freak, okay? Listen, freaks can do without care or even liking another individual they're getting it on with. Trust and belief. Okay. If you are using somebody to get your rocks off, you I don't even have to like you. As a matter of fact, I probably can't stand you, but you're the best person that qualifies for this uh, assignment right now, so let's just get it on, okay? That's what a freak's mentality is, all right? A freak's private parts are ruling their decision-making. They're bound by lust, okay? It's what, how do you know if you're a freak? And basically... Last point, if someone sees you solely as a freak, it's like prostitution without the pay. All right? Sorry to let you know. Sorry, not sorry, but that's really what's going on. All right? So, man, I know y'all like kicking me right now because I can't tell you about the forever, but I'm going to be back. I'll tell you about the forever, but for right now, I just got to ask for questions, comments, or concerns. <laughs> I want to know about forever, Cicely. <laughs> you you want to know about forever? Yeah, we wait. We got to wait. We got to wait. We got to wait. You're right. I took good notes today, though. Okay. Listen, because y'all not going to get me in trouble with Winifred, okay? I just don't want to <laughs> hear his mouth. So I'm going to just have to. I was going to say something, too. I know, I know him, so it's cool, you know what I'm saying, you know, I guess no love, but it's cool, <laughs> I, got my, I got my 15 minutes, I'm, I'm going to have to steal five minutes, 
Winifred, I just need five minutes, okay, on next week. I don't even need a whole 15. I just want to drop the last uh, nugget on them and be out of there. Is that cool? We can work that out? Uh, I'll take care of it. All right. Yes, I'm winning. Yes, okay. Anybody else? Questions, comments, or concerns? Did y'all like that? I pray yeah, that that yeah. helped you. Okay, that was that was loaded. Please go back and listen. Listen, Scoop Nation. You know I love y'all. Okay, to life. All right, love my squad. Until next time, I want y'all to stay in purpose, stay in power, stay in passion, and stay on fire. I will be back. I promise you. And I will let you know how to set yourself up and how to know if you are the forever. Okay, love y'all. Until next time, stay lit. Peace. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Good job. Good job. All right, we got three minutes left. Fortunately, it's only two minutes, so it's only me and Q, so we ain't got a whole lot. Uh, go ahead and yep. do the last words, ma'am. Um, I would like everyone to have a really, really great week. Um, I know on last week, I believe, I posted a video around lunchtime or so requesting um, you guys contact me via the Global Drive inbox, my personal inbox. Kells or Legala. I'm sure we have others. Just let us know. Those three I know for sure will get the info to me. But um, regarding our uh, focus group that we'd like to get started, I know many of you have reached out to me already. I got you. Haven't forgotten about you. I'm getting everything together so we can all meet and talk here pretty soon. But I'm interested. I need you, fellas. I need your insight. I have not had one male volunteer for the crew. You don't have to lead it. I just need you to be available for your input. So holla at me. Let me know if you want to be a part. I would love to have you be a part of this group, and I'll talk to you soon. Have a great week. All right. All right. Again, once again, one thing I'm going to leave with is obviously saying thank you to everybody. Um, and last, and I want to say again, if you are interested in donating um, to help Houston, so Global Drive Network, we are raising money to help those in Houston recover from uh, Harvey. So you can always PayPal us at globaldriveradio at gmail.com. Again, there is no amount that is too small. Um, everything that, that you do, 100% of what you donate goes to um, the families in Houston. So 100% of what you give goes to Houston. Um, again, donate it. Um, all you got to do is go to PayPal and go globaldriveradio at gmail.com, and we definitely appreciate you. We'll be back. Uh, the word on Wednesday with Pastor Burns is – will be tomorrow at 7 o'clock. He is starting a new series on the Book of Acts. Um, so uh, tune in at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time here on Blog Talk Radio um, with Pastor Burns on the World on Wednesday, and you will. Um, and he's going to start that uh, one hour. Um, if you haven't gotten your copy of Nouveau Exposure Magazine, which is our magazine, go to NouveauExposure.org, and you can uh, download it for free. Again, NouveauExposure.org. All right, with that being said, y'all have a good night. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. As always, of course, our prayers are with you. Um, so, Houston, have a good night. Have a good rest of the week, and we'll be back next Tuesday for another great episode of the Scoop Radio Show. Good night.